shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they not supportive, fuck them hoes. What's up, you guys? It's your girl and I, Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for the love and support. Thank you guys for rating this podcast and sharing it with your friends and family. I definitely do appreciate it, and we are growing, so I'm super excited for all the new listeners um, that have discovered my podcast. Hey, girl, hey. So today, I do have my mother on the podcast. She has been on this podcast before. Um, I'm not even sure what episode you were on, but I know it was, was it season one or season two? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, my mother was on the podcast before and I wanted to bring her back to talk about the black woman experience. Um, mommy. Yes. Daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted, I feel it's very important for black women to talk about the black woman experience because we do not experience the same things as other women because of who and what we are. Um, and I know that my black woman experience is different from yours and your experience is different from Nene Mm -hmm. and, and down the line through our ancestors. So um, I guess I wanted to ask you would be what is something that you've experienced with being a black woman? And in terms of what, like work, school, anything, just just anything like just um, just with anything. Mm, But what are some misconceptions that are said about black women or some stereotypes that you feel doesn't? represent us as a whole some that some black women you know we just looking for um a man to take care of us which is definitely a lie never mm-hmm. looked for that i've always been independent um another stereotype is that you know all all black women we got oh, a ton of babies we got four five six seven eight nine kids mm-hmm. that's a lie i never had that we're on welfare, you know, we don't want to work. And like I said, lazy. Mm-mm, that's a lie. Um, some other things that I've experienced um, is, you know, a lot of people have some preconceived notions about what I'm, I am, maybe because of my color, maybe because of what I, I look like. Mm-hmm. And they automatically judge, and they are wrong. Um, in my job profession, what I do, I get to tell people what to do. And if I come across a man, sometimes they do not want to hear that I am telling them what to do. And I've had complaints where they told me that they wanted to speak to my supervisor because they didn't like how I was talking to them. And I know it was just because I was a woman in a position of authority telling them, a man, what to do. And I know I wasn't doing anything wrong. Just because, And if it was a white man, oh, forget it. Oh, my God. A black woman telling a white man what to do is a problem. Right. And I've come across that a lot. And um, let's see what else have I experienced. I've experienced that, um, you know, you may know your job, you may know a lot of things, but if you are a woman, you are looked at, you're not supposed to know certain things at work. 
they don't they don't value your opinion as they would another man that may not even know as much as you do, but just because you're a woman and a black woman at that, you're not supposed to know all of that. Right. They would value that other man's opinion and whatever else he said or did over yours. So those are some of the things I've experienced. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll share some of mine experience as a black woman. Um, I would say also too, you know, there's some ignorant black people that fail to realize black people come in all shades. Yes, <laughs> they do. And it's like, are you intimidated? Because I'm proud to say I am black because that's what the fuck I am. My mother's black. Nene's black. Nene mother's mm-hmm. was black. Her mm-hmm. mother, mother was black, so I'm raised by a whole lot of black women. So it's it's crazy how, you know, you can have different features. Like I don't have some of my mother's features, you know, um, and you don't have some of Nene's features nope. either. Mm-mm. You have some of, you know, Papa's features. Mm-hmm. So you know, I feel like when you line all of all us three, we're all different shades we of sure melanin. Are. <laughs> my mother's darker than me, and Nene's chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm, right, my mother's darker than me. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like you know, I just feel like some people in our own community like to be ignorant towards other black women and try to to act like they're not black enough when we all identify as black women and it's just like but what does the black woman look like right because we come in so many shades this is true we come in so many shades our features my mother's lips and nose are different from mine they need lips are very thin mm-hmm. you know so it's just like <laughs> what is what it what does the black woman look like because if you look at family or people that you know that are black we all look different mm-hmm. we all have different features our hair textures are all different my grandmother hair is a little bit more uh kinkier than my mother's my mother hair is more kinkier than mine so it's just like i think with black people my experience is trying to claim your blackness but then 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 having another black woman tell you that you're not black enough like, oh, well, you haven't experienced what I've experienced. And and this is why I said the black woman experience, because every black woman experience is different. Yes. It's not just because of our complexion. It's also where we come from, where we live, where we work, what we do in life is all different. You know what I'm saying? My mother has a profession, a professional job where she is in charge and have authority I don't have that type of job. So your your black woman experience is totally different from mine just because yes. of where you work yes. and what you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So it's just like, you know, I feel in our own community, we need to respect and hear and listen and also understand every black woman experience is different. And your experience is not over or better than mine because I haven't experienced what you experienced. Yes, and black people too, they come in all different cultures. Yes. So you have Jamaican and Trinidadian, Haitian, Haitian, Caribbean people, right? Caribbean, general. Yes. And um, you may have some uh, Guyanese, mm-hmm. um, Panamanian, mm-hmm. um, Honduras. And I think that's lack of education, though. Yes. Maybe because we're from New York and we've lived in a city where everything is a melting pot. So everybody is a person of color outside of, you know, what mm-hmm. we identify as black. 
Mm-hmm. So I never looked at somebody I went to school with that was Trinidadian and thought, oh, what are they? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's lack of knowledge for certain black people because there's this ignorance and oblivious blind shield to, oh, no, nah, they not us. No, nigga, they is us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just us they have from a, a different, different culture. Exactly. Right. They have a different upbringing and exactly. religion maybe and just how they were raised. But they're... they're the, you look at everybody. We all look the same, and we're gonna be in this boat over here. We all going to the same place, right? So yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah. So my black experience has been that, and also too, I guess for me because I would get the oh your hair is is good hair. What you mixed with? What's this? What's that? And I hate this misconception that black women cannot have beautiful hair. And I'm offended when black men say this stupid ignorant shit to me. Because it's like, well, what if I wasn't, you know, half Puerto Rican? Or what if I was just full black and my hair is just like this? The fact that you have to ask me, Mm -hmm. am I mixed with something? Is letting me know as a black woman that my beauty has to be coming from something where and it's not coming from being black. And that's where it's disrespectful, especially when you hear it from a black man. And I feel like my generation, we need to start correcting these black men or even just men in general when speaking to a black woman. What is appropriate and not appropriate to say to us? Because no other race deals with this besides us. And that is our black experience. True. and But I always get, I feel that I identify right away as a black person. But I've had other black people, men and women, Who've told me you can't be all black, and I'm like, yes, I am. But this is what I'm saying: that ignorance. The why is that even something to say? To and me? I don't think that I look mixed, but people have told me that. Like I said, men, women, young, old, they have told me that I don't look like I'm a hundred percent black, and yes, I am. Well, technically, mommy, nobody's a hundred percent black. Well, I'm just saying, right. you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Okay, so, but I'm just saying though. But it's still like. Why would you fix your mouth to say that, especially towards a black woman? You're not going to go right, because to... that's like you said, lack of knowledge. It's, it's lack of knowledge. And then it's also a form of self-hate as well, because that means you don't you don't look at black women in a certain light. But instead, they may have a, a lighter skin tone or a fairer skin tone. And you feel, oh, well, they got to be mixed. They got to be mixed with right, something Well, there's else. some people that that they feel that they that they, you know, they don't want to be what they are because they the, what the public says, what the media says, right. or whatever. You know, so my mother used to always tell me that the loudest Spanish people were the darker Spanish people. They talked the loudest Spanish because they were dark. But then the lighter Spanish people, they were told, you got to keep putting milk in the coffee, meaning that you're light. You marry somebody else light in hopes that your kids light and you keep getting lighter as the generations go so you wouldn't identify as any black or darkness in your family. Yeah, like colorism isn't yes. just in the black community. It's also very mm-hmm. heavily pushed agenda in mm-hmm. uh, Latino communities mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad and unfortunate because I feel like, again, it's also lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes with slavery time where the darker you were, the worse you were treated or, mm-hmm. you know, you were not respected. Mm-hmm. And when we, I feel as people, when you start educating yourself more and you learn about your melanin and you learn about your culture, you learn about where you come from, 
you know that your skin is rich and that these white people are very, very intimidated by that melanin in us mm-hmm. and that they have suppressed and made black people and to my darker brothers and sisters made them not like the skin that they're in and made them feel less than or, or singly handed, you know, mm-hmm. to the side of whatever. And, and it's just sad and unfortunate that, you know, I remember growing up and hearing girls my age talk about, oh, I want my baby to be light-skinned with good hair. And it's just like that self-hate that's passed on. Because then that means your mother mother thought that. You know, it's just passed on this hurt and this pain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as black people, we have to really stop the whole... Um, how do I say this? We have to stop the ignorance in our community when it comes to our complexions and what is considered beautiful and what is considered, you know, um, black, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is considered, um, you know, those type of things, because what that does is only separate us. And then it's this, this hate that is getting passed down. It's an agenda that's being pushed in our own community. And, you know, my hopes and prayers for black women all over is to love on one another because, you know, we were talking last night with Nene, you know, who is protecting the black woman? We can't sit, we can't sit around as black women hate on another one because of their complexion or their hair texture. Mm-mm. That shit is petty. No. When you think about it, it's petty as fuck. Like that's super petty. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if nobody is protecting the black woman, we have to unite as women and and come together and know that we are as one as whole. Mm-hmm. regardless of what shade you're on on the spectrum, period. Like I said, if I line me, my mother, and my grandmother, my great-grandmother up, I'm the lightest one starting out. Mm-hmm. But but I've never was raised where Nene has made me feel like I'm the light-skinned child. And she, never. We didn't, I didn't grow up in that household, and I feel like a lot of the times black people are pushing this agenda upon their kids, and then or not a pushed upon, but it's talked about. So then they go to school and they pick on other people's kids. And Mm -hmm. then it's, you know, because when we talk about colorism in the community, especially my generation, a lot of it is from childhood, Mm -hmm. their family. They go from from the house or what their mother said or their father said or how this brother was treated from this sister. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like this cycle that really needs to be broken. And we cry and complain about society, 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 but it's really within us. You know, if we stop separating ourselves and saying certain ignorant shit, black men saying to black women, oh, you have to be mixed with, that's disrespectful. Or telling a dark-skinned woman, oh, she's beautiful for a dark-skinned woman. It's like these backhanded compliments. We both experience it, and it's disgusting. I don't like it, and I hate when I hear it, and I hate the separation. Right. You know, when I was a teenager, Spike Lee, and I'm sure people heard of Spike Lee, he... He first was a filmmaker back then, or he was first making films, and he made a film called School Days. I think it was back in, like, 89, so mm-hmm. I'm telling my age. But And when I first saw the movie, I had went to the movie theater to watch it. I didn't really get the movie. It had music. It had, you know, the famous actors. Right. But as I got older and I rewatched it years later, and this is what he's talking about, where there was a separation with the women in college, rather, mm-hmm. like a black you know, HBCU and, you know, the light skin against the dark skin. And at the, I'm not going to tell the movie, if anybody wants to watch it, they can, but 
at the very end of the movie, Spike Lee is standing in the middle, if I remember right, the middle of the college campus and he's yelling, wake up. And what he's basically saying is what we're talking about is that we need to wake up to those type of things. It's not about the color of this girl is light, this one is dark, or this is bad, and this is good. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just about that we're just all black women, period. And we're all beautiful in our own way. We all have things that and are And that's what make, makes the black right. woman so unique. Right. right. It's so many options when you think of black women. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You want my mother, she's more considered like a caramel color. She's like in between. Mm -hmm. You know, you got options. And I think that that's beautiful that we're so unique because somebody said black women aren't exotic. No, we are exotic. Mm -hmm. You can't go nowhere else and get options mm -hmm. like us. You know what I'm saying? Black women, we could switch up our hairstyles and we look different mm -hmm. or we put makeup on them and, you know, and enhance our features. We are the exotic ones. And I just wish and, and hope that women find that self-love, especially black women, and knowing their truth in themselves, be comfortable in the skin that they're in, have mm -hmm. confidence, regardless if if society is, is showing light, we have to show light to our own sisters, uplift mm -hmm. each other. Stop waiting for these white people or the white man or TV to acknowledge us. We have to acknowledge our own. And that's where the issue lies, I feel, with with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, there's a lot of young black women who have online boutiques. And when you look at the owner, the owner's dark skin, but then her model's light skin. Why? I have no idea. But it's just stuff like that I've noticed. And I'm just like, well, why she didn't... Or why is she so beautiful? Why she didn't model her own stuff? So it, it's it's a lot that plays into it. And, and it's just like, you know, I want us to move better because my generation are having kids. And we don't need to be, you know, subconsciously telling our kids stupid shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But we're also, I see too with the culture, at least I saw it in my time when I was younger, your age, mm -hmm. and, and younger than you, and now too, that there's also, it's like a period of like an awakening where there are black people who are woke, that who are um, aware of their blackness, aware of their ancestors, aware of where they yes. actually come from. Yes. And they exhibit that in their business, in yes. their thought process in their music in their yes. poetry in their books in their work or whatever in their hairstyles in their names and they they exhibit those things you see it more online for you I saw it more in person because when I was growing up there was no online but and they embrace that and they are woke and they don't care what nobody else says they don't want to impress to make money or whatever. They are woke and they're comfortable. And they're walking in, in their truth. Yes, yes. To their own self be Amen. true. So that's where people have to feel comfortable in the skin that they're in. And they have to feel that they um, accept their own selves. No matter if nobody else accepts them. And they will find that there is people who will gravitate towards them. And mm -hmm. whatever they're trying to do. Because there's like-minded people just like you. Right. No, you just have to put yourself out there. You'll say, oh, God, I met so-and-so, and, -so and they, we think the same, and they got this idea like me, and we're going to do this, and we got this in common, that in common. You, you're just going right. to find that. Right. Okay, so um, outside of this, 
Um, I did have a question from one of my followers, and it was basically saying, why are black women jealous of other black women? Ugh. Um, <laughs> Lord. I think it's a number of reasons. Um, and I don't think it's just black women, but since we, we're, this topic is about black women, I think it's women also in general. But for black women, it's it's part of that, you know, this one's light or her hair's longer than mine or her, you know, I'm fatter than, and she's skinnier, and I want to be this. So it's comparison. Yeah, comparison, competitiveness, or I wanted to be, I'm just going to say a lawyer. I didn't get a chance because I had a baby young, and now, damn, she's a lawyer. and now, But everybody has to walk in what the journey they've come on earth to walk. Mm-hmm. Everybody cannot do the same thing. And I think that people get caught up in what other people are doing and they don't find out what they should be doing. Preach. And when they don't find out what they should be doing and what they know they could do and what their own talents and gifts are, they don't go to their full potential. They don't go where God intended them to go. And that's where it becomes that whole competition and jealousy. And then they have low self-esteem and then they're, worried about this one and why they getting to do that and why I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, that, that ain't even for you. Exactly. That don't have nothing to do with you. That's not even, you know, your purpose in life. That's nothing else. And you, you, you're just, you're failing and you're falling behind because you are not walking in your purpose. You're not doing or what you you're supposed to Or you hating on a black woman. And really, again, it should be unity. It should be the unity. It should be the uplifting. And and sometimes it can't be that because you you focus and worry about the the wrong things. You know what I hate with certain black women? It's the why her and not me. Yes. We got to remove that bullshit because if I win, we all win. That's true. If you too. win, I win. But because that means you're stepping and you're you're also creating space and lane for more of us to be relevant or mm-hmm. to be seen or to be known. But that's when it starts from within. You have to know who you are first. You have to know what your purpose is, what direction you're going in life, what it is that you intend to do, what it is that your traits and qualities that you're extra good at, that you know this is what you're going to do and you're going to be focused on that and you're going to succeed in that. And not being sidetracked on this one's doing that. Oh, Lisa got that other business. And oh, maybe I can do that because Marie got this. No, it's what you're going to be doing. Right. And then once you, you've you mastered whatever you've come here to do in life, now you go and see this girl over here and she's doing X, Y, and Z. Either y'all could collaborate. If both of you are walking in your truth where there is no jealousy, there is no competition, there is none of that and you can come together and and it's cool right but when i'm not really in my truth and i'm feeling low self-esteem and i'm not sure about who the hell i am and i'm seeing you confident i don't like that right because i don't even know who the hell i am right so how the hell can you figure out how you know who you are so then i then that's when the devil creeps in all that low frequency of of feeling oh shoot i'm you know i don't know who i am I'm feeling upset and angry. I'm depressed now because I don't have this. I'm jealous because I want that. It's ridiculous. No, it is. And I think that with black women, it's it's more disturbing because of of so much we've gone through and been through and what we go through with society, what we go through with our men. And then it's just like, then I got to turn around and have some 
somebody mm-hmm. who I'm supposed to identify with fucking hating on me. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, you know, I think with the issue with black women, you know, being jealous of other black women, I think it's it goes down to status. Yes. I think it goes down to relevance. Um, I think it goes down to love. It's a lot of layers, you know, and it's a why me, why not me and why her? Mm-hmm. And I, like you said, I think it does go from self-esteem and confidence. And I think that some black women have an issue of just knowing who and what they are. Like you said, I'm kind of piggyback off on what you said, but there's a group of women who are confident and know themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always had a struggle of having strong black female friendships because it is always some type of comparison. It is always some type of underlying competition. And it's like, I'm not your enemy. I'm not your, your competitor. I'm supposed to be equal to you. And because you vibrate so low and you compare yourself to me on I don't even know why or what level, you now see me as a threat. And I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the, the black woman is jealous of another black woman. I don't necessarily think it's a it's a complexion thing. I think it's just more so a why her, not me type thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's just... It's unfortunate because, again, if if I win, you win. If you win, I win. So this mentality of tearing down another black woman, talk or downplaying, you know, I I see a lot of that, especially on social media. Oh, well, she's just doing this. So you're mad because she's doing something your ass ain't doing. So instead of being real and saying, wow, I'm really inspired by this black woman, she she did something and, you know, she Mm -hmm. made nothing out of something. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired. But you can't do that because you vibrate so low, you got to throw salt on her name. Mm-hmm. Now you got to be hating. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking shit. Now you're a bitter black woman hating on another black woman. And it's disgusting. Because mm-hmm. like I said, you have to know what's your purpose. What is it that you're here to do? What is it that you're meant to do? Because everybody's not supposed to be here on earth do the, the same, same shit. Same right. thing. No, they're not. And this is why I be preaching to y'all, like, do your research, you know, dig deep, get centered. Because what we, what might be for somebody else is not for you. Mm-hmm. You may not That's... even like that shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the jealousy also comes from just knowing thyself. There's some black women that know themselves mm-hmm. and they're super confident and and it's powerful. You know, we look at mm-hmm. certain public figures like Beyonce. You know, she's a Virgo, very headstrong, very know what she wants out of life, talented. There could be a mm-hmm. lot of women who just don't like that. And when we're talking about women in the industry who could mm-hmm. be envious or jealous of Beyonce, mm-hmm. you know, or Michelle Obama, how strong she was to be able to be a right. mother of two and mm-hmm. have a hut. You know, these, but, but what, what, what I don't like is that you have strong black women that represents us so well. And you have some black women that just don't know themselves. And not just themselves, but their culture. Right. So that's, that's why you can't recognize a that's queen when true. you see it. You right. know what I'm saying? And you have to know that you're also a queen and a goddess within yourself if you fucking stop worried about everybody else. Right. You know, there used to be a commercial when I was a kid. It used to be education is a terrible... No, what was it? Education or the mind is a terrible thing no, to waste. No, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Right. Because I say that all the yeah, time. But it used to be a commercial on TV. I used to see it all the time. So if we don't educate ourselves, if you are just going around willy-nilly and whatever, you know, but that also... um 
goes for me that we all make choices. Yes. We all have a choice. We all start out the same. We we can all we all can have pretty much a lot of us can have the same opportunity. And I spoke about that on this on a previous episode. You know, I I would I feel with black people not to cut you off, mommy, but we make excuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm black. I can't do this. Well, I'm a woman. A I can't do this. Exactly. No, it is a lie because we've been conditioned by society to feel that we cannot. But the reality is we can because we are the chosen ones. Mm-hmm. But you have to have determination. You got to I mean, have the confidence. You got to yes. believe. You got to have yes. faith because there's plenty of black people that have done that came out of whatever neighborhood they came out and did something with themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more that we awaken other black women and young black men mm-hmm. to know themselves and know their truth and start and saying, hey, mm-hmm. stop that colorism bullshit. Stop mm-hmm. that separation shit. Mm-hmm. Stop that ignorant conversation. We start correcting things and, and bringing certain things to the light. We can move forward and we'll see all of us be represented in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We'll see mm-hmm. all of us in certain positions. Like we had a black, uh, a first black woman lady that was chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know how intimidated these people were mm-hmm. seeing a strong black woman that had that beautiful skin be mm-hmm. educated and can mm-hmm. articulate herself. Do you mm-hmm. know how intimidated mm-hmm. motherfuckers was? Mm-hmm. Powerful. You have to know yourself. I don't care what your complexion and is. And God have to know before yourself. you, can nobody be against you. So that's just the whole thing. So every like I said, and we make decisions, we make choices, we have to live with those choices. We have to live with those decisions that we make. Right. And we have to just walk in that truth, and we have to be okay with those decisions that we make. We can't say, "Oh, I should have did this. I could have done that." You you have to have some sort of plan and goal and 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 and, and, and put some action behind and, it. Yes, and something instead of just saying, you know, instead of oh, I'm just gonna go whatever. You 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 gotta live life too. You can't let life live you. You Fact. can't do just whatever. You got to right. And I think with black people, we have to reiterate that we gotta start talking about mental health. We gotta start about talk about traumas. Because it's just so many people feel like, well, this is it. I can't, well, I'm a black man and I got a record. I can't do this. You know, it's so many things that's placed against us to not. Mm-hmm. And if once we fix our mentality and our thought process and start visualizing and manifesting, you can get whatever that you want. And mm-hmm. there is no limitations on what you can and cannot do. Because there's plenty of black men and women that have proven and shown us mm-hmm. it can be done. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a mind over matter thing. Look at Master P. Master mm-hmm. P came out of the projects in what New Orleans, mm-hmm. and 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 you know made his own record deal, had movies. That's empowering. That's inspiring mm-hmm. because you see somebody come from the gutter, from nothing, and rise up in this industry and still remain himself and didn't sell a soul and knew his value and his worth as a black man. That was talented. Mm-hmm powerful so it's not that we don't have representation we need to open up our eyes and pay attention to what is in front of us and learn from it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. we so worried about who's what complexion is being represented you missing the point yeah you're missing the point or these other people that irrelevant these other celebrities that they can't do nothing for you on tv on these uh... no but it's just more so take it for what it is and get inspired 
Right. And do something to where you're seen. Do something to where right. you're heard. And find your truth. Right. Find your truth. If your truth is helping your community, I don't know, get rid of all the graffiti in the neighborhood and you make the newspaper, then that's your truth. That's your, your contribution to society. That's your contribution to the world. That's your little spot in the world to, to do whatever it is that God may have intended you to do. Right. But you no, but everybody has a job. Right, everybody does. Everybody has a position. Everybody has a purpose in life, and I'm I'm just I'm wanting black people to vibrate higher. Wake up, be be conscious of how we treat and talk to one another. Correct conversations. You know what I'm saying. Educate our kids on our melanin. Educate these black kids that all. Black people come in different shades because it really mm-hmm. starts with children. Mm-hmm. Children are innocently repeating things that are they are heard and told. Mm-hmm. And if you go around saying, oh, you this, you that, you this, you that, and then they go to school. And then that creates in their own community that nonsense, that ignorant mindset. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we got to wake up. We have to educate ourselves, acknowledge, and also correct conversations that's being said upon black men and women, um, you know, especially with that. But... Like I said, I think the jealousy just comes from seeing a black woman be successful and, and do something with herself, and there's a lack of, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you, like you said, that why her and not me? Why her and not you? Because she had the willpower and determination, and you sat around, and you just watched, and you complained, and you didn't do nothing about it. That's why. Right. It's, for, it's action versus doing nothing. Right. Right. And you didn't have to do necessarily the same thing as her, but you could have did something that was meant for you. Right. And you wouldn't be hating because you'd be doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. We'll chat. We said a handful. So as you guys know, this is the Girl Talk portion of this podcast. I ask you guys to please send me an email. You guys can find my email on my Instagram at The Annihilator. If you are not following, girl, what are you doing? So you guys can send me an email subject to Girl Talk, include your age, and keep it anonymous. So I have today my grandmother, Nene. Nene, say hi. Hi. And then I have my mom. Mom, say hi. Hello. So we're going to give you advice from three different generations. So hopefully you ladies, you know, respect the honesty. All right. So this first email says, hey, girl, hey, I just want to say a few things. I'm sure I speak from for everyone minus the haters <laughs> when I say you are a blessing. You're blessing us with your wisdom, confidence, love and not being afraid to allow your growth to be passed around to all women, especially us black women. So I have a best friend um, of eight years. We're both 21. Recently, it's like the energy has shifted. I'm not the type who has to hear from her friends every day, but we used to speak every day, but now barely. Um, She says, I have been going out constantly with a girl I call my sister. And I had recently went to a few house parties and my BFF made a post saying, I'm the type of friend that you discuss goals and success with, not who house party we going to. So I asked him, was it about me and my friend? And he said, no. But I just feel like he has 
an underlining issue with me not hanging with him. But sis, he says no to everywhere. I ask him to go party, out to eat, pedicure. So I just stopped asking. I asked him, was he okay? Because I know mentally he could be going through something. But I'm not into begging people to be my friend. Now saying I want to cut him off, but I don't really feel like entertaining it right now. What should I do? Love you, bunches. Girl, hurry up and restock Venus. LOL. <laughs> um, what you think, Nene? Cut him off. Cut him off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, <laughs> I know. Right to the point. I know. <laughs> Cut him off? Mm-hmm. So they've been friends for eight years, and she just feels like well, she's... Some people have been married for 25 years, and they cut them off. Oh, Lord. And mom is serious. Right. Some people mad so you 50 don't years and cut people off. So you don't think they should have a conversation? Like maybe she should, you know, express how she feel. Like well, if she wants to play puck rub buttercup, knock yourself out. <laughs> what you think, <laughs> Nene? I mean, what you think, mommy? I just <laughs> what you think. I mom? think that um, if he's not willing to talk, you can't pressure him. And it's different. I didn't realize until you was reading more that it was a guy, it's right? A guy and a girl that mm-hmm. are best friends. Mm-hmm. So it's a different dynamic when it's the opposite sex that are best friends. And maybe he might feel a different way about her, and it, he might feel as more than friends, and and went to another level for him. Maybe that's yeah, but he could be gay too, ma. That's it's something else, right? To me, it might be something else. I think maybe they're outgrowing each other. And and I think that they're not... Well, when I say them, I really mean him. He's not expressing to his friend the reality of it. Meaning like, you know, say how you feel. Like if you feel like the friendship is going where it's going, you know, instead of ghosting someone or throwing subliminal messages online, that's not really the way to do it. Especially if you've known somebody for all those years. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Right, and some people don't know how to really do it. They they're afraid, so they do it those those kind right, of ways right. instead of just being upfront and saying, "Hey, let's go out to eat. We really need to talk or whatever." They right. do it that kind of way. Right. So maybe okay. So you say cut it off, Nene. Mm-hmm. The hell with him. Mm-hmm. Mommy, I said maybe talk and then cut him off. <laughs> and he laughs. Well, okay. Same solution. Cut him off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get into the second email. So this one says, hey, and I, first, I want to say I'm glad I came across your podcast. You really helped me understand how I'm feeling and help me remember to stay strong and help me remember to who I am. Um, she says, when I was going through tough times and felt so lost, I need advice because I'm really driving myself crazy. I was in a situation with this, nar- nar- how do you say it? Narcissistic. Narcissistic. I can never say that word. Um, manipulative and evil guy for a year and some change. Now, the first time I cut him off, I blocked his number and his Instagram page and not looking back until he added me on his second Instagram account that I didn't know about. Sweet talked me back into giving him a second chance and gained my trust back. I thought he would have changed, but a few months later, I found out nothing about him changed. He's been lying and playing games with me and with other females. The crazy thing was that all along, I felt like something wasn't right with him. I ignored my intuition because I really liked him, but I always was so hesitant to get in a relationship with him even when he asked 
me. Um, it was it just didn't feel right. And then soon I end up finding out the truth about him and cut him off for good. I don't feel the same about him anymore and don't want him. But Anaya, I can't help but make a fake page and watch his stories. Oh, God. She says, I feel so wrong for doing it and feel like a stalker. But I just don't know how to break that toxic habit. I would make a fake page, stalk him until I feel bad, then delete the page. But a few days later, I would make a new fake page and keep and can't help it. But I want to see what's going on. I don't want to be with him. I have been tempted to reach out to him after he hurt me. I don't feel sorry for cutting him off. So I don't understand where this behavior of stalking him is coming from. How to break it, please help. What you think, Mom? Her self-esteem is shot. That's what I think. Ooh. I think she's a glutton for punishment. That too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Her self-esteem is shot, and if you let him go, let him go. What you stalking him for? Right. I mean, and doing a fake page and all, all of that because either you was gonna deal with his crazy behavior and be with him, or you're gonna let him go and move on and be with somebody else. You know, pump yourself back up and go on with your life. Right. What you think, Nene? Yeah, I agree. Why, why waste your time? Yeah. Do you think that maybe she? I think she just. I don't know. Maybe she, you know some people just like they put the call hanger on. They just like to hang on. She, yeah, like maybe she's nosy. <laughs> I ain't that damn nosy? But I want to <laughs> no, know. I said maybe she's right. nosy. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying. But you know, but, so they are. Believe it or not, there are some people. And my cousin Samantha's one of them. Man, no, I'm serious. Listen. Okay. Every man they ever had involvement with, they still got to be in their life. And That's true. Samantha. Yeah. So when I was at my aunt's house, she was t- my aunt was telling me that um, Samantha told her that Nathaniel's got remarried. He has two boys. How would she know that if she wasn't keeping in touch with him? I'm sure he probably mm-hmm. was not calling her. I know a lot of people like that. A lot like of people that. like that. They want, and there's something. So you just, think they just want to keep tabs to see what's going and on? Just yeah, to know. just nosy. Right. Yeah. And, they and just, then sometimes they want to hear bad stuff too. That's right. That's another too. reason why they want right. to be involved right. with the person. They want to hear that this person's relationship, new relationship is worse and they should have stayed with them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So how do you think she should get past this? Because she's saying she don't know where this behavior is coming from. So maybe she should do some soul searching. Where's her father? Mm-hmm. Where's her father? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Nene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just to build up more her self-esteem. Because if she got a new relationship and that new person was the opposite of this guy, which was, right. you know, not... not so she should just kind of find a rebound and get her mind off of this. Because yeah, you want, that's what Grandma used to say. Nene's mother, you want to get over one man, mm-hmm. you got to get a new man. That's Grandma it. said, well, God made one man, he didn't break the mold. Right. And I said, get out on the stroll. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's what my mother told me. She said, when God made one man, he didn't break the mold. And Mm -hmm. I said, get out on the stroll. You know what out on the stroll means? Mm -hmm. Out and about. Looking for fine new pie. You know what fine new pie means? Fine new meat. Okay. All right, all right. So you say it's Nanny done put family business out there on the podcast. My cousin Samantha, like, damn, Nanny. Yeah, but I'm serious. Samantha, all the boyfriends, she always. Okay. 
All right, so let's get into the next email. This one says, hey, and I, first off, I want to say you are a true inspiration to me. You have multiple hustles and never complain, um, nor depend on anyone else. That's a fact. Uh, she says you are astonishing and your style is impeccable. Thank you, babe. She says, keep doing exactly what you are doing and thank you for your advice. Second, short and sweet. <laughs> what are some questions a woman should be asking a man in order to get in his brain and help him expand his thinking while also finding out valuable information about him when just getting to know each other? She says, I'm 21 and I do not want a simple minded guy. I absolutely do not want to come off um, simple-minded. I want a guy in general to make me think and vice versa. Um, she says, when I think of a guy like that, I think of Tupac. Tupac was a very complex person with many layers, as everyone is. I admire that man because of his strength to be the youngest to my knowledge, entertainer with a political view and willing to speak on it so early in his career before he was really seeing money and bringing uh, the poverty in our black nation to light. He was a revolutionist, uh, a poet, and so many other things. He spoke on that real shit many of these new artists and old artists wouldn't dare to speak on, and they know that. Everyone wants to be Pac now, but not his political and intellectual side only his gangster side. How do I shift through the rubber and find a guy with that mindset? Also, if you could give me the name of some books that can explain, expand my thinking, encouraging myself to be powerful, a leader in our black nation, and keep in general just dropping jewels. I would greatly appreciate that. Again, thank you, Anaya. She says, I bought three of your lip glosses and it's popping. Again, that light shining. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? So let me let's go to the first question. She says, what are some questions a woman should be asking a man in order to get into his brain and help his mind like expand his thinking? So what would be a great question to ask a man if you really want to know like his intellectual like <laughs> mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in the next five years? OK, Nene, what do you think? I mean, it's zeros in your bank book. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's zeros in your bank book. <laughs> oh, God. Nene played too much for these, this type of email. No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, we laughing, but I'm serious. I would like to know, you know, um, you know, what's, like she said, what finances. Right. What When they get in marriage, you know, commitment. Children. Right, or maybe asking like, what are your views? I think it's it's not just the questions, it's how you're asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Because you could say, what do you see yourself in five years? Or more so like, are you afraid of committing yourself or submitting yourself right, to a woman? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And you can, yeah. you can, you know, elaborate off of whatever, right. you know. Well, let me ask you this. Well, she didn't say how long. What about how length of, how long have you, has she known the person? Just somebody you just met? No, she's well, just, she just saying, in general. Right. Just, oh, she yeah, right. like if she met like, somebody, these are what she should be looking for or asking, like what she would, you know. Well, first of all, the kind of job that he had, that should be some mm -hmm. indicator. Right. If School, out, education. If, he, if, he, if he's out there driving one of these old gypsy cabs in New York, do you know? <laughs> I can't name it. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. You know, so people have a certain kind of job. That's a good indicator as to. Right. 
where they might be in life or where they're going Even in life. Even how they're talking, how their speeches, you know, not know, hey, and, yo, and, what's up? What's going right. on? And, 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 uh, and, and where they live, too. That, too. Right. Those guys mm-hmm. over there living in the 40 Project in Jamaica, that's that's <laughs> a good indicator right there. <laughs> that, that's next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so she should, she should focus on asking detailed questions that yes. I think that's important to her to know. Yes. Whether or not you want to take this guy seriously or you want to pursue him or ask questions like you know um if you were in this situation da 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 those are good questions to ask because then you get to see their mindset on answering the specific question yes and another thing i would say not only should she ask the questions but to for the conversation to be you know reciprocated to let him know where she stands and what she's looking for so nobody wastes their time. Because if we're not on the same page from this date or whatever we're on, then you don't have to call me no more. Right. If you are a woman that knows what they want and you, you know, going in already and you're not finding that from whatever your criteria that you're looking for, because that's why I assume that she is. Then there's no point for you to call me no more. If I don't see those things on my list right there, right. no point for you to, you know, nice and I, you, thank Right, you. and I also think that she knows what she's looking for at this young age, but then eventually that might change in the next five years. You may yes. think you want a man that mm-hmm. is in the image of, like, Tupac, but in mm-hmm. reality, you may want a man that's like Malcolm X. So mm-hmm. as you get older, so, you know... Keep in mind, the older you get, the more your qualities or the type that you're interested in when coming to men changes over time. When I was 20, I liked a lot of dumb shit. Now me in my mid-20s, I don't got time for that dumb shit. So, you know, I would just say really take your time with dating and also don't put too much pressure. Like you're 21, they don't need, it don't need to be too serious, you know? Like I get some women know exactly what they want. And, and, you know, but I just feel like being so young, you you don't know in two, three years, your mindset might be completely different from what you're on oh, right yeah. now. Life is ever changing. Mm-hmm. Life is mm-hmm. ever changing. Look, when I met your dad, it was one thing and I went all the way on the other side of the world to something else. Right. What you think, Nene? I agree. Mm-hmm. Because. All right. So this next email says. Um, just wanted to say I'm so proud of you and I've been following you since Vine and I'm so in love with the way you're flourishing, Queen. You are truly inspiration and we are best friends. <laughs> you just don't know it. She says, anyways, I'm 26 and I have a co-worker slash friend who just recently broke up with her boyfriend. They've been together off and on for almost a decade now, but her man ain't shit. He constantly belittles her and is being disrespectful to her when she doesn't do what she what he wants her to do. I also believe there's someone else based off the stories she's told me. She broke up with him because he didn't seem to like hold on wait 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 she broke up with him because it didn't seem like they were moving forward in their relationship at all after 10 years but now she is deeply regretting it regretting her decision he is also ignoring her ass now with that being said she often comes to me to vent about it i really want to tell my good friend my sis that she needs to buck up and learn her worth and learn to respect herself the problem is i have a hard time toning my savage side when i truly care about things lol 
Do you have any advice on how to go about telling her in a nice way that she needs to move on from that trash ass man? What you think, Nene? I like trash ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. There's something. There's no such thing as a nice way. Hmm? How you think she should say it? Well, it's all in the tone. It's, you know, like some people say, it's not what you say, it's how you're saying it. Mm-hmm. And if that's her friend, you know, you want to say it maybe in a loving way. But sometimes it's just like with the, with the, I think maybe the point that she may be at is just like, you know, you tell your child, don't go by the stove, you're going to get burned, don't go by the stove, you keep saying it over and over, you get frustrated. So she may be at that point where she feels a little frustrated because I think that her friend mm-hmm. doesn't realize that like my mother used to always tell me, you make decisions, you have to live with those decisions. Right. She, her friend is not comfortable with the decision that she's made. And she keeps going to the girl, you know, who wrote in the email. Mm-hmm. And now the girl that wrote the email is like, okay, what do you, to me, what right. are you doing? Right, right, right. You made a decision. You got to live with that decision, right, Nene? Mm-hmm. And so you can't backtrack on the decision because now this fool here, he don't want to deal with you. Right. But you have to accept your decisions. Right. And in some aspects, that's just anybody on anything. Mm-hmm. Once you make a decision, we have to live with those decisions. You have to be comfortable enough to say, this is what I did. And that's it. And it's it's, it's almost like the saying, if you made your bed, I'll lay it, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes I always say life does not have erases. Like no. if you're writing something and you misspell a word, you can erase it and rewrite it. Life, sometimes it's done. It's a done deal. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think that she should just tell her like, it is what it is? It is what it is. And maybe help her in another way by tell, showing her other things or doing other things for her to get her out of that mode or redirect her energy or whatever Mm -hmm. her thought process to do something else. Right. It could be going out more, getting her mind. Let's go shopping girl. Let's go get our hair done. Let's go, you know, mingle or whatever. Because after 10 years off and on, that's ridiculous. Like where's the ring? Where's the baby in the carriage in the house in the crib? Like where's all of that? And then on top of that, he's ignoring her. Clearly the man is showing that he don't want that girl like that. So she don't she shouldn't even feel no type of way because he's clearly showing so you know, you know. different and the longer you know, some relationships are hard to walk away from or get over and depending on how you feel and you know, sometimes you made it the oh I wanted it to be over and then oh shoot, I didn't want it to be over and that's why I said she has to live with her decision. You have to be comfortable now and say, you know, it it is what it is. It do pray. Pray mm-hmm. and move on. Right. Okay, Nene, any any words to this these young women in their mid twenties? <laughs> I'm so old, I can't remember that age. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God, Nene. So okay, so just minus this is this is off the emails, but any advice you would give to a black young woman dating as far as you know? Because remember we were talking earlier. This was off record, but you were saying that the women in your generation. And the women in my generation, what were you saying? I'm saying that the women in my generation, they were much, I think, much more accommodating mm-hmm. and want to be married. Mm-hmm. And if they went to school and got a college education, that was enough. Where in another generation of women, they're not satisfied with just a college education or a two-year degree. They want much more than that. 
And I think that a lot of women from your generation mm -hmm. are not necessarily stuck on having to deal with a man from their own ethnic background and group. Right. Because Miss Ann will sure go out there and, uh, you know, deal with the better of our men. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not just the uh, movie stars that they have to, just a, a, a black man who has a real good job. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so what advice also outside of that would you give to a, a young woman, you know, with, with uh, I guess, dealing with our black men? What are, what are some things that you consider a red flag that women should be aware of? Can I make a joke? Go ahead, Nene, because she just want to make y'all laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, she ready. Be like Theodore Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> oh, God, Nene. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. So before we let Nene go, before I let you go, oh, 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 I would never, 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 never let you go. Okay, so Nene, before we let you go, what is some advice that you would give to young women my age when it comes to dating? What is some red flags that women should be on the lookout? You said a man that got baby mamas. Yeah, baby mamas. Not just one. Plural. So baby mamas. That's a red flag. That's a definite. That's a double red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? Yeah, that's a double red flag. You know, it's one thing to have one, but plural? Baby mamas. <laughs> so why, why why you say that though? Because that means that he has a character flaw, a serious character flaw. <laughs> a serious character flaw? Oh yeah, flaw. So what does that mean? There's something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Can I say what I want to say? Yeah, you can say exactly what you want to say. That means since I have to tell you, little girl. Yeah, but I know no. He can't keep it in his pants. Oh, he can't. He can't keep it in his pants. So then mm -hmm. that means a woman shouldn't entertain a man with multiple baby mothers. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. um, mommy. What is one that you can name? That what was that it? is a red flag that women, young women in their early twenties, mm -hmm. they don't how they treat their own mother. How, how they, they treat their own mother. Mm -hmm. Oh, like their relationship with yeah, their, their relationship with their mother. Like when they introduce you to their mother. You watch how they treat their own mother. They call a lot or send gifts or visit mm -hmm. and all that. That's how they're going to be treating you. Mm. Okay. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me see when one I could give that's a red flag. Hmm. A red flag, y'all. Can I take one more that I looked at? Oh, Lord. Go ahead, Nene. I look at his shoes. His shoes? If he got crusty looking shoes on, that's bad news. That's bad news? <laughs> Got a lot of junk and shit in his backseat of his car. <laughs> yes, Lord. And my number one, when I was a girl, and I had these teeth that looked like they stepped out of a toothpaste head, mm -hmm. and he had bad looking teeth. He gotta go. Got to go. He gots to go. I ain't got no conversation after that. <laughs> oh. And I said that to one guy. I said, Let me see your teeth. He said, What the hell are you, a horse trader? Because oh, in the old days, that's how they judged the horse. They tell it to go like this to the teeth. <laughs> to the teeth. Oh, God. Okay, I'm trying to think, though. What advice would I give that's a red flag? I guess I would say behavior. I guess, 
you know, noticing how things are in the beginning. That's the honeymoon phase, how a man reels you in. It's like when somebody puts the, what is the fisher that puts the, the hook? Yeah, they, they dress the hook up, mm-hmm. you know, and then they put it out in the ocean and then they reel you in. So mm-hmm. it's just like, don't get blindsided by the sparkly stuff on the hook. That's mm-hmm. just to get your attention and grab you in. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, pay attention when dating, how it is the first three to six months because after that you get to see who that person really is not who they want you to see them as so i guess time will tell when dating Mm -hmm. who you're dealing with any last final words that you would like to say then if you want to be sassy you want to throw something out there i despise lateness lateness Mm -hmm. oh yeah i hate lateness too i despise lateness yeah don't keep me waiting don't keep me waiting if you say eight o'clock Right, because that's disrespectful. That means you don't value my time. That means you, 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 you know, you're, you're not, you're not that way to call it out. Can't think of the word right now. Like you're not serious. You're not about your business. No, sir, I can't think of the word right now. But person that should be on time. Okay. I despise that lateness. You know, if you say you're coming there at nine o'clock, well, you should be there at nine. If not nine. My grandmother had a saying, government to say so. She said, you should be in your seat or wherever at the appointed hour, not on your way there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if a man keeping you waiting, it's a mm-hmm. no-go. Mm-hmm. What's another advice? Um, yeah, another red flag for me is changing up behavior. You got to be consistent with me. You start changing behavior, I start <laughs> investigating your ass. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> That's just me. Because then, to me, there's something else going on. Right. If you one way for all this long period Say my time, name, say my name. That's right. <laughs> you, got, you changing up stuff, or you just... I right. just watch... A lot of times, they change stuff up, all of a sudden, they on their way out, too, because I know that mm-hmm. happened to me. Yeah. I told my daughter one time about something I had been cooking with Charles the, the same way the whole time we were mad. All of a sudden, it became an issue. I should throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Cause change it up, yeah. yeah. Change when they the change it up, change it up behavior. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. a red flag. Um, hmm. Okay, so so okay, so outside of that, what what encouraging words would you give to a woman that needs to uplift herself in a relationship, or after or during? Because sometimes we could get caught up in our emotions and feelings in relationships, and sometimes we feel like we're losing ourselves or. Something like that. What is ways that black women could uplift their spirit and know that they are the shit and that bitch with or without this man? What advice would you give? Always make time for yourself. Okay. Kids, no kids. Husband, no husband. Boyfriend, always make time for yourself. Pamper yourself. Get your hair done. Get your nails done. Make yourself look good. Go buy that new dress you've been wanting or those pair of shoes you wanted. Take care of yourself, and then you can take care of everybody else. Okay. What advice, Nene? Don't be so generous. If oh. you're married, don't be so generous, because the more money you spend on your in your household, the more money he has to be out on the show with. <laughs> oh, God, Nene. <laughs> been there and done that. And some black women make that mistake. Right. Yeah. So we need mm-hmm. to make these Negroes pay. Yeah. Pay up. Mm-hmm. You want to play, you got to pay. Okay, mm-hmm. I know that's right. <laughs> pay for your walk. Then they said, if you want to, what did you say, Nene? You want to play, you got to pay. You want to play, you got to pay. Oh, okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. Shit, I know that's, that's right. That's true. Nene, I found it at the hard way. That's mm-hmm. what I told my daughter. Don't be so generous. Let me mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
No, that's that's right. Run the pot. You got to get him where it hurts. Shit. She ain't got no money. You know, hey, I thought I thought I'd hit you up for a tourist spot. I'm serious. I can't. And you know what else for the young ladies nowadays? They have to know their worth. They have to know what they want, what they're looking for. And if you're not getting that, you got to know when it's time to go. Right. When it's time to change it up or when it's time for, you know, whatever the case may be. And just be honest with yourself. Right. No, you know, so like that own self be true. That's right. Yeah, like I said on, on previous podcasts, it's like when women go into a store, you know, you see the red dress and you like the red dress, but then they say, oh, well, we don't have this in your size, but we have it in blue. You're not going to buy it in blue because that's not what you initially wanted. So it's the same thing in women in relationships. Like you want the red dress. You want the commitment. You want the man who's going to love and respect you and value. Instead, you're settling for the blue dress because it's available. I think women need to stop playing themselves in that sense. Like making excuses or trying to hide or the flaws in the red flag to convince themselves like maybe I should just settle for the blue dress because they have it in my size I think women need to stop doing that bullshit well yes and yes. you know what else also to piggyback on that mm-hmm. I always feel like you know how people are like oh I can't deal with so and so they drink too much oh I can't deal with this one he, he's never at home he's always in the casino I, I just found that no matter what you're going to find somebody that has a problem. Right. And it not necessarily be a crazy problem, just little stuff. This one smokes cigarettes, I don't smoke cigarettes. This one drinks, I don't drink. Or I drink and they don't drink. Or whatever it is, you know, it's going to be something where you're not going to always be on the same page. But you have to know that they're what you're willing to deal with. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to change that person. But you can control what you do and how you interact in that relationship with that man. Right. And what you're willing to put up with and what you're willing to deal with. Right. That's how I see it because you just can't control, you know. But that's all, again, walking into stuff like that other girl, what you should ask questions and stuff like that. Because then you already know what you want. You should know what you want. Right. And if you're not seeing anything or getting what you want, you're wasting time. Mm Because I don't like wasting time. Right. Okay. Nene, any last final words? Mm-mm. Before I let you go. <laughs> <laughs> any last, what's your slick words? That The BMW, what, what does that mean, Nene? You know what BMW stands for. Yeah, but they don't know what BMW BMW means. stands for black man working. And we want that, ladies. <laughs> and, and what's the other one you always say, mommy? While men are dreaming, women, women are, are scheming. scheming. I know that's right. <laughs> Shit. I told Cece that one. <laughs> we gonna have to quote Nene. No, I told that one. Because it's true. Why men are dreaming, women are scheming. No, that's a fact. Cause niggas be in la la land. Mm-hmm. Women are much smarter they than be, men. Oh, 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 yes, oh yes. But they don't think so. No, of I course not. So. And you know what? I found out with a lot of men, you have to play dumb with them too. Of yeah. course, yeah. men want to be tricked into thinking that we need them. We have yeah. to be what is what is that word? Dainty or mm-hmm. like real? Uh, uh, like, yeah. oh, can you help me? Yeah, well, that's not me. the case with black women because most black women attitudes. I've been out in the jungle fighting lines with a switch. Even <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. if we don't say it, of course, we have in the back of our mind because I do. Right, mm-hmm. me too. Do you think black men are intimidated by... Yep. Oh, we, yeah. I ain't even finished. We already yep. know. Yep. We already know. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I had asked Nene.
Nene off the record. Um, well, why do you think men or black men? Well, I think all men are intimidated by black women. I think no matter the race, I think that they're intimidated. All of them. Because okay. I think white men are attracted to black women. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think even Thomas Jefferson. Mm -hmm. To get into history, they proved by DNA that he had children by his slave lady Sally Hemings. Mm -hmm. Right. So, with that being said, why do you think men or black men are intimidated by black women? I think because some of their black mothers were single mothers and they were running the household. And so when they get to be an adult they don't want to be told by a black woman what to do now because they are a grown man. That's what I think. And I think sometimes some black men have black uh, female supervisors on their job and when they come mm -hmm. home, they mm -hmm. want to take out their frustration on their black wives or girlfriends. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. That's deep. And some black men don't understand that they have put themselves in certain positions in situation themselves because they didn't have a sense enough to go to school, get a good job or whatever. They was out in the world BSing. Right. That too. And then they are resentful. Mm -hmm. Some black men are resentful because you have a good job. You have a good job. Right. I had a pretty good job, you know. Right. And they want to see us being subservient. Mm -hmm. They want us to be yes and them to death, that they're the king of the road, and they're not. Right. Yeah, I think men are intimidated, especially like my generation now, because a lot of women are just self-efficient, independent and go-getters. And I feel like there's a big gap between men and women when you look at just who's doing what now. Women don't need men like they used to or before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like men don't know where their position is, especially with certain black women. And that's why they're intimidated. But in reality... You know, I think it's it's a I don't know, I can't say for other cultures or other races. I feel like with ours it's just so different. It's more so learning each other, learning the power of a black woman and learning the power of a black man and just coexisting with one another and not tussling for title, not mm -hmm. tussling for mm -hmm. um position, not tussling for um, I'm in charge. Owner, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's just coexist with one another. If you know, like black women, we're strong, we're smart, but we also want to be loved. We want to be protected. We want to be nurtured as well. I think men view us as, oh, well, she's strong. She got it all taken care of. I think over the years of just everything black people have gone through, we've been conditioned to be strong. But black women, we need love as well. And I think that black men don't take the time to acknowledge that. And they just assume that we're just this, this and that. Yeah, I think so. But I also think that these, these men, um, it takes a strong man to know that they have a strong woman. And it also takes a strong man to know that they can handle being that strong man and handle a strong woman and make the, the two be a team and move forward in whatever they're doing in the marriage, in the partnership, right? And running the household, working with the kids, all, all of that. But you got to know who you are. You you got to know who you are. What what goals you're trying to get? What you're trying to do? Instead of I'm trying to control you and you're gonna do as I say. Hell, I'm not your damn employee. Right. I'm supposed to be an equal. I'm supposed to be working with you as a team. Not you gonna tell me what to do. Like I'm a little 
10-year-old kid. Right. So that's another thing because, these, like I said, a lot of times these men, they get bossed around at work. They can get bossed around, like I said, from their mom, from being in a single household with a, a woman. And then now they get a chance to be able to want to boss somebody else around. And a lot of times they take it out on the person that they're closest to, which is their wife or their girlfriend. Right. Sometimes some men are like that, period. I had to tell one white male supervisor that I had I, to, to save his BS for his wife when he got home. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I sure did. Yeah. So that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, so side note, Nene, do you think that black women are protected by our black men? No. And why do you say that? Because I don't think a lot of black we don't need protection. We've been out in the jungle fighting lines with a switch, so we don't need that. We are such tough cookies ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you don't think we need protection from our black men, Nene? I don't. <laughs> Nene said, I don't. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so I'm going to... I know I'm, my daughter does it. You she think can, she can hold on? Do you think I need it, mommy? Nope. I know that's right. Shit. Shit. No, no, no. Oh, no. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode with my mom and Nene. Um, if you guys would like a part two, please let me know. But um, yes, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and I speak to you guys on the next one. Love you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast with my mom and Nene. If you guys would like a part two, please let me know. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you guys on the next one. Mwah.